Hi, you're listening to Missing the Conversation with me, pub landlady Miranda Richardson. I've decided to do this podcast with my nearest and dearest. We're going to talk about all sorts of things from family and friendship to cancer and grief. Every topic that happens to all of us at some point in our lives. You might find we babble on a little bit, but then you might also find that little nugget that will just help you get through your day that little bit easier. Happy listening. So my guest today uh, is my lovely friend, Catherine Edmeads. Um, Catherine, my darling, what can I get you? Hello, my darling. How are you? I'm very well. Very well, well indeed. I was thinking today it's so not dry January. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I do like to drink, but I think today is kind of a red wine kind of day. So Argentinian Malbec, please. Okay. Do you know, red wine is much a theme at the start of my chat, so that's quite good, actually. Oh. Uh, yeah, um, Steph went for a, uh, a Shiraz, Australian Shiraz, Australian actually. Good. I'm glad it was Australian. Yeah. Good to us. So, yeah, it was good. Good friends, good friends. So uh, one large glass of uh, Argentinian Malbec for you, madam. Thank you very much. So, Catherine, you and I met three years ago now? Yeah, I was thinking today. I think it's around three years yeah I hadn't taken the pub on had I no that came not long after but no you weren't in pub mode back then no so it was all kind of building up wasn't it I think uh, yeah and and we met at a um, pop-up food night I don't know what you'd call it pop-up restaurant at Stepney Farm of all places yes (laughs) I know uh, a friend of mine, John, had got a pop-up restaurant with his wife. You lived not that far away um, and had been to one of their other events as well, had you? Had yeah, you? We, we'd been to one other and we really loved it. So we decided to come for another one. And purely by chance, you happened to be there and we were sat together. We were, indeed. And it was it was bizarre, wasn't it? Because it was probably only a group of about four tables, five large tables in total. It's not very big. Not you, big, no. You shared that table with with other couples. God, there could be no sharing now, could there? God, at the minute. Oh no! Give no, away. my word. Yeah, there'd only been like two couples at the event if it was now. Yeah, um, and we were sat, uh, and there was you and a friend of mine. Uh, uh, me and a friend of mine. You and uh, your husband Simon. And there was another couple, wasn't there? Um, university lecturers, I do believe. I think yeah, I can't think of their names, but yes, husband yeah. and wife sat at the end. Very, very interesting as well, but. I feel yeah. that you and I just talked nonstop for three hours, and we did. We we were yeah. we were pigeoned together right at the end of the table, and just like, like true style, just started chatting, didn't we? Um, like I said, we didn't stop. No, we didn't stop. Um, all sorts of things. I mean, now clearly, you you have a bit of an accent there, Catherine. <laughs> Whatever do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not down south, is it? Where is not it? Down south. No, I have an accent. I'm originally from Perth in Western Australia, um, but I moved out to the UK probably ooh, around 12 years ago, 12 to 13 years ago. So I still have an accent. Some would say I sound like a posh Australian. Sometimes my accent comes like a bit stronger, but yes, Australian through and through. Bit Kath and Kim style, yeah? Yes, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> love, it. <laughs> love it. Great show, um, and uh, yeah, and not that there's the slightest scratch of Australian in me, but obviously we are uh, akin for other reasons, are we not? Yes, yes, and definitely. That's, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So, despite the fact that we were just talking family, people, places, cities, we then spoke about illnesses. <laughs> straight no I don't even I don't even know how it came up I don't know if it was over the the main course I don't know what um was it me doing my usual trick of reaching for a tissue because my nose constantly runs um oh because because of mine it might have been that actually yeah because I I I often feel I have to kind of explain that away to people when I first meet them so I'm not just you know sitting there with a raging cold that I'm likely to give them but due to due to my condition, I have a hole in the roof of my head, roof of my mouth. Mouth, yeah. And and that's well, so my nose runs. And I think that's kind of where we were going, mm. or where I was going to kind of apologize for sitting next to all <laughs> snotty. And then you were like, oh. so I I said, I'm really sorry. Um, I have to blow my nose, but I had mouth cancer. 
and I have a, a hole in the roof of my mouth. And you looked at me and you went, no, I've had cancer on my face too. And it wasn't yeah. mouth cancer, but what was yours? So yeah. my cancer was on my eyelid. I had a BCC. So I had a basal cell carcinoma on my left lower eyelid, which I had surgery on probably about six or seven years ago now. And uh, yeah, quite shocked. I mean, growing up in Australia, being in the sun, but I was always sun smart. Mum and dad from day dot always had hat, sunscreen, sunglasses, keep out of the sun and so on. But no, I had um, a big chunk of my eyelid cut away about six, seven years ago. So that was how we bonded over... <laughs> missing parts of our bodies missing body parts. <laughs> so yeah so I'd, I'd had a, a mucopidamoid carcinoma which is a salivary gland cancer and I'd had that removed um kind of 2010 um had the partial roof of my mouth removed and yeah it, it, it was a bit um it was a bit strange wasn't it because we they're both you just you don't hear of them you don't hear of those cancers. Like I've never met anybody that that's had your one. Like you said, and yeah. I was the only second person that you met that had had mine. So we were kind of in that bracket of, oh my god, this isn't. You know, so sadly now, so many more people you hear of having uh, breast cancer, lung cancer, skin cancer is on the increase more so mm-hmm. now. Yeah, but I think that's people's awareness. Yeah, uh, definitely. And, and people, you know, making sure they, they check themselves for one. Um, but neither of us sat in that that category of a recognised, you know, like... No. How did you... How was yours diagnosed again? I can't remember now. So I... <laughs> you had a mouth yeah, ulcer or something? Yeah, or? so I described mine by, like, um, eating a, a slice of toast and scratching the roof of your mouth. You know, when you catch right. it the crust on the roof of your mouth or a bit of pizza and you scratch it and then you spend the next 10 minutes your tongue stuck on the roof of your mouth that was really sore and if if i do it and you you automatically your tongue and and it kind of wouldn't go away and it was right and i couldn't eat and i was getting just getting really annoyed you know, when we're not being able to eat. And at the time, the job I was doing at the time, I spent a lot of time in dental surgeries. Right. So I thought, you know what, I'm not even going to bother with my GP because it's mouth. I need to go and see somebody who knows about mouth. So I rang my dentist, which is only kind of 100 yards from my house. I'm quite lucky. Mm-hmm. And I went in to see them and I sat there and I said, you know, like, I've got this pain. It's really sore. I don't know what it is, but it's it's in it's in the mouth. So they had a look and they went, oh, we're we're not quite sure. We might might need to get you referred. So, you you know, if you can just hold on. okay, hold on. (laughs) Okay. Kind of the next day I I was at a point I couldn't eat then. The pain was just too much. Um, And I walked back down the the, back down to the dentist and I went in. I said, if you're going to refer me, you need to do this now because this is. I can't do anything. So they referred me to the Maxwell face, Maxwell facial unit in Northampton, the Maxfax unit. And I went in to see them and you go in and they have a little look and they, and they initially they were like, Oh, we think it, it could just be a virus. Right. Could have picked up some sort of virus. So we'll give you some steroids, send you away for a couple of weeks, take steroids, come back. Let us know. You get on. <laughs> Nothing happened. Um, uh, steroids didn't work nothing mm-hmm. changed so I went back in and I sat in the chair and he had a look and he just went right we need to get you back for a biopsy and I'd bet I'd barely kind <clears throat> of tip my head back you know so can you come back this afternoon that word biopsy gives me shivers <laughs> yeah it's it's horrendous so you just go uh, okay so I've got a friend to take me back in because they said to me you won't be able to drive this afternoon because we'll I was like, okay, mm-hmm. my mouth, it's not affecting my hands and legs, but whatever. So a friend of mine took me in and they took this, this biopsy. And, and the, only, uh, the only idea I had at that point was when they gave me my discharge note, because obviously they do this, because they do oral surgery by, by yeah. taking a, a chunk mm. of your mouth away, they have to give you a discharge letter. Yeah. We'll also know this because of your involvement with the NHS. <coughs> uh, marvellous. <laughs> um, 
anyway, so they give me this discharge notice and on it, it just says, uh, reason for biopsy, suspected lymphoma. <gasps> and they hadn't mentioned that before? Nobody oh. at any time had said, and I'm like standing there with this piece of paper in my hand thinking, no wonder I can't drive. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. So I get That's home, quite, quite numb, quite sore. Obviously, they've been yeah. rooting around in my mouth and my mouth is sore anyway. So I get home and I said to Guy, I said, I've got, I've got this. It says this. And he's having a look at this bit of paper. And he's like, ring your dad, ring your dad. So I ring my dad, who again, old school NHS. Ring my dad. And I've got, I've got, this, got this bit of paper. So dad's right, 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 right. Let's, let's ring the doctors. Let's ring the doctors. So en masse. My dad, my husband. You all, you all read. <laughs> and the doctors, we go. I've had this, and I had a, a fantastic GP, uh, Dr. Miller, just brilliant, fantastic GP. Mm. And I, I, I still, I don't, I don't know what this is. I don't, I've been given this, I don't know what it is. And he said, Do you know what, Randa? He said, uh, and I tell you when it was, it was over the May Bank holiday. It was the start of the, uh, coming up to the first May Bank holiday because they told right. me to wait potentially six weeks for my results. Oh, so in my head, I'm I'm working that out because we've got two lots of bank holidays in May. Yeah, you know, you're going uh-huh, uh-huh. so you're <laughs> trying, to, trying to work it out, aren't you, as to as to where it's at? And he says to me, he said, "Do you know what, Randa? I will ring every week. I will ring okay. every week until we get some answers." That's good. So, so it's great. So I come away, and I'm still. I was obviously I'm still in a lot of pain. Still mm. got a lot of pain. It still hurts. Uh, it's still sore um, I'm still not eating a great deal and and not knowing why you know gargling with salt water all that malarkey nothing worked and it was just after the final Maybank holiday so it only kind of roughly been just outside of four weeks at that point mm. I got a call from my consultant secretary and so uh, Mr Smith was my consultant and his secretary rang me and she said, uh, we've had your results back and we need to see you today. Oh. So you, so yeah. you, you kind of know at that point, don't you? Yeah, something's not right. <laughs> you kind of yeah. go, hmm, okay. Oh. Um, so I then, so I ring my dad and I ring Guy and then my GP rang, bless him, because obviously my results had dropped in. Yeah. Yeah. Random, random, I've had your results. I said, so, you know, what does it say from, from your end? What do you know? He said, well, all I can see is that it's, it's, it's marked and flagged as mouth cancer. Right. So I'm like, okay. Fantastic. <laughs> so Guy and I hot foot it into to Bill um, and we go and see him and uh, he was brilliant. And he just said, right, yeah, you've, uh, you've got mouth cancer. And he was so straight with me. He said, yeah. and I'll tell you what, he said, there's no rhyme, there's no reason. It's just your luck. And that was it. Now I, I mentioned to you earlier, I've done some, some statistics as to how much of my <laughs> luck that was. And the amount of people what that was get it? this particular cancer <laughs> across the year is 1,600 right. people a year. Yeah. A year, okay. A year, which is 0.003% of the population. <laughs> so it literally was just my luck. It was your um, luck. Well, I, uh, I have worked out the stats for mine. I think BCCs are more common than what you've had. But I guess from my point of view, like I said, I grew up in Australia and I was always really sun smart. And I think I started noticing something wrong with my eyelid in my mid-twenties and it was kind of red, itchy and I did ask people about it. I asked my doctor, I asked, I'd I'd walk into an optometrist and go, something wrong with my eye and they'd go, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, yeah, it's allergies, Uh, take antihistamines, did that, nothing worked. Then I was told that it probably was blepharitis, which is like... um, Sounds disgusting, but dandruff of your eyelid. And so I did the whole eye washing, baby shampoo, all of that. I think from time to time I'd use uh, golden eye ointment because by this point I've got a bit of a lump starting on my eyelid um, and nothing really worked. And it would kind of flare up, get really itchy, settle down, and that's kind of the pattern that it went on for years. 
And it wasn't until I moved to the UK and I thought, I've actually kind of had enough of this now because I've had eyelashes mm. fall out by this point. Mm. And um, I asked, I had to ask for the referral to go and get it checked out, but still thinking it was something really innocuous, something really simple, like a, I don't know, a blocked tear duct or something like that. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Didn't think for a second because I've, I've had dermatology appointments over the years back in Australia and no one mentioned anything growing on my face. And it wasn't hideous. It wasn't massive, but it was enough people to go, oh, your eye looks a bit sore. Yeah. Oh, what have you done? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what's yeah. that? Yeah. Um, but I know that the day I went into the eye clinic at my local hospital and I, they're like, oh, yes, we should get a biopsy. And I was thinking, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. And I got referred to the ocular plastics team. And it was really weird because I still went there on my own thinking it's nothing. And I sat down and I happened to have a registrar who was from Australia. And he said, what can I do for you? I said, I've got this red lump on my eye. And within 10 seconds, he went, yeah, I think it's a BCC. And I was like, no. oh, okay. And then the biopsy happened. But, you know, the reason it gives me shivers is because I'm lying there awake looking at the scalpel heading towards my face. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's – it was really weird. And then I think you can't not look, can you? Because your eyes are look, open. Because they'd, they'd obviously, you know, yeah. pry my eye open so I can't move, um, but I can see everything. And I think getting the results as well, there was a bit of a delay. Like, I think back then they actually cancelled my appointment for the results and put it back two weeks. And I thought, oh, it must be okay. Yeah. Yeah. So when I went in, they're like, unfortunately, yeah, it's, it's BCC. And I was like, because they said it's not urgent for us. I'm like, well, it is for me. It's on my yeah. face. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, strange, strange times. I mean, how did you feel afterwards? I mean, I can remember. I mean, I, I was I was quite poorly afterwards. Mm. Um, I had six months of, well, I lost six stone in six months. I think for me it wasn't a physical health issue that I had afterwards, but... I know when I had the, because I had to go in one day and get the skin cancer removed, mm. then go in the next day. So the skin cancer was taken out under a local anaesthetic and yep. I had to go in twice to get it all out. Yep. And then I had to go out the next day under a general and have my eye lid reconstructed and my eye was stitched shut and oh, I don't recall okay. knowing that was going to happen. So I think... Mum and Dad were out from Australia at the time, actually, and I was in a bad way more mentally because I felt really um, panicked, like I'm blind in my eye. It sounds so stupid, but, yeah, yeah, I was in a bit of pain. Then I was sort of anxious. Did they get it all? What's it going to look like? When can I wash my hair? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. This big bandage on my face. Yeah. And I honestly think I had panic attacks for a good few months because I didn't like leaving the house and I felt really self-conscious about my face and initially the skin graft looked amazing but I think within probably about six months or a bit longer it started to get really thick and then it was noticeable people going what's that on your face yeah yeah. so it started all over again yeah but I I suppose that yeah yeah. that that what's that on your face this time (laughs) round was was a better to Oh, (laughs) but yeah, it it never stops, never stops triggering the memory, does it? No, and I remember the my plastic surgeon saying, "Don't worry, it'll look fantastic." And I was like, "Mm, "Yeah, yeah, not great." But anyway, I did have more surgery, but I had to wait because obviously, with any healing process, it takes time for things to kind of settle down and. Yeah. And then I, I got engaged and had a wedding coming up and I was like, I don't want this lump on my face. Yeah. So I did have more surgery, had it kind of as, as awful as it sounds, had it scraped out and had cortisone injected into my face. And so now I'm just used to it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have eyelashes on the lower part of my part of my eyelid, but. You'd never it, noticed it is, that. No, and, and it's just it's just part of me now. I'm still always conscious of any sort of you know marks on me am I going to get skin cancer somewhere else I was, I was just about to say that's that's the it, even though we're both you know in a, in, a, in a good place remission wise and it's fabulous and we 
you know, I do spend my whole time, if there is a lump or if there is a bump, <laughs> going, oh, I've got... Oh, what is it? But only ever when it's either, in a, you know, on, on anything in my head, you know, in my, around my mouth or, my, you know, my, my face. And my, I do because I go, well, that's obviously my sensitive area. That's obviously... Yeah. And I and I do I don't worry about the rest of me. I do just go, <laughs> is that and, and, you know, I'm I'm you know, eleven years on from that. Yeah. And, and it, that doesn't go away. It just well, doesn't I, go away. I think for me, like I said, skin cancer, whether it be BCC, melanoma, all of the above in Australia, you know, we are a sunny country. So oh, yeah. um, but I think looking back. Like I said, I don't know the percentages of the of mine, but the fact that I was, was this growing on my face when I was 25? Like, was that the early sign something wasn't quite right? That's what kind of gets me. And the fact that I, you know, didn't really get anything done about it until I was in my 40s. Yeah. So, you know, was this thing sort of growing slowly? Because they are slow growing. Was it growing slowly for that time or was it something else back then? So I don't know. And- and do you sometimes think as well, maybe that actually, um, <laughs> hey, it's going to sound awful, but you were really lucky actually, because yeah. had it, you know, maybe it was this slow grower and it did that, but weren't you really lucky that it didn't do any other damage? I know, and you're right, because it, I mean, I'm so thankful it wasn't a melanoma because that would have been so much worse. Yeah. Um, but I remember when they were, um, patching my face up after they'd removed the skin cancer and hearing the nurse say how big the hole was in my face I was actually concerned like will it affect my sight and could it have you know done anything damage wise to my eyeball but luckily touch wood thank goodness all of the above yeah, yeah you're right it could have been so and much it, worse. and that's the thing is it I, I remember Bill saying to me so right we're going to um we're going to take um three teeth out right you said three teeth and you talked about the teeth where's your first reaction you smile yeah. at the front <laughs> you, that's right you're yeah. goofing at me now yeah that <laughs> smile at the front right so bearing in mind my cancer is at the back <laughs> so i'm like yeah ah. and he's like no 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 are we going to remove your wisdom teeth right so, so uh wisdom teeth that side um and and then t- and two more uh, right at the back so wisdom tooth I'm not going to need it anyway mm. uh, because he said I need to get in there and I need to cut it out he said and I need to take away roughly the size of a 50 pence piece right now, you think 50 pence piece isn't particularly big when you hold it in your hand but you put that in the space in the roof of your mouth that's quite a bit it's, so it's a gaping hole yeah, yeah absolutely so it's almost half that that had been taken away and uh, I'm like, uh, okay. And I had to, and that whole time I had to be fitted for um, what is called a, an obturator. So mm-hmm. it, it's um, basically, it's, it's, it's like a denture, but it's not a denture. So an obturator has, uh, I have this permanent hole, so it has like a bung on the top yep. of it. So that bungs up in the hole that that's basically seals. It doesn't, it's not a flush seal. So that's mm. why my nose runs. That's why I've always got tissues. I can't do drinking games because it just comes down my nose. It's not very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it, but it's there. And if I don't wear yeah. it, um, I sound deaf. Right. So if, I, if I don't have it in, and I have to wear it all the time. Because yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't, never comes out. Never comes out. And, and I sleep in it and everything because your mouth bizarrely is one of the fastest healing parts of your body right and actually if I didn't wear my obturator the hole would get smaller it'd never close but it would reduce itself and then I couldn't get my obturator in can I ask you a really silly question then go on if if the hole would get smaller and okay it won't close up would they ever consider making you a new obturator that fits a smaller hole so this is my third one. All oh, right, okay. Uh, I had one straight after surgery. Yeah. Um, so you you get one. So I had to to go and have impressions taken uh, before surgery, so they they get a rough idea 
um, obviously of your mouth size, what the teeth are going to be. So they, they give you that and they fit it whilst you're under. Yep. Because they can still play with it. They can still manipulate it. Mm. Um, I, Rob, who works on mine now, has become a really good friend because obviously I've been going back for 11, 12 years. Yes, yeah. after it for me. But um, So they do that whilst you're under straight away. And then after about eight weeks, because you don't touch it at that point, you don't take right. it out, you don't move it, you don't do anything. After eight weeks, I then got to take it out and you get a um like a a, a better fitted removable version then. right okay so so you almost get like um like a, a um surgery fit up you know like, yep. not just yep. like hold your leg together sort of thing yeah. and then you get one permanently for afterwards that second one I had um that's the one that you take out and you clean when you clean your teeth and that's where Guy was amazing because I you you have to clean it and mm-hmm. you have to clean it with a solution and you have to wash it because obviously there's dead tissue there as well. You know, the tissue does it come out enough. Does it come out easily? Yeah. Enough? Oh yeah, it comes out, drops out really and easy. And just sort of snaps back, push back snaps in. Snaps back in. It fits. I got uh yeah, I'm doing visuals, but nobody else can see you. <laughs> but it's um it kind of clips at the side like a brace yeah okay it's a bit like having a brace um so it's got the little clips at the side and your guy cleaned it for me all the time and I didn't look I couldn't look at my hole I didn't look up there for years Mm. years years years. yeah Um, until um my third plate so I had um I was when I got to 36 so I'd, I'd had the surgery I'd had it operated on and Bill talked about some reconstructive surgery. So we can, right. rebuild, we can rebuild your palate. So you don't have to have a plate anymore. A bionic woman. Absolutely. So <laughs> uh, he, and he explained um, that what they do is they take a bit of your um, buckle fat pad from inside yep. your cheek. Yeah. Yep. So your cheeky little cheeky bits. Inside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They take a bit of that and they pull it across the top. Okay. And stitch it to the top. Uh, okay. The, the mouth. And then, like I say, because the mouth heals and, and knits quickly, that will then fill the hole in. Okay. Right. So they take this bit of flesh. And he said, now it might not work. Might okay. Not work. What, are, what are the chances, though? Did he give you figures or? Didn't, didn't give me figures. Um, he said if it didn't work, they could go a bit more invasive and then they take some flesh from up behind your ear. Um, they go in behind and take some flesh from up behind there. And is that what's on your eye? Yes, my ear is on my eye. <laughs> your ear is on your eye. So, yeah, yeah so, they, so they take a bit of that and that's what they'd use. But that's a bit more invasive um, and a bit because they need a, a, a bigger bit. So I'm like, right, okay, so let's go for it. I'm, I, you know, at the time I can remember saying I'm 36, not 66. You know, I, I I need to know if I can live my life without this this plate in. Exactly. So, uh, so they go, okay, right, let's, okay, not a problem. So I have have the surgery, and I come home, and and all is good, and I'm back on a on a soft food diet. Yeah. Because obviously, you can't, you know, and, and tepid drinks and things like that. Um, so I avoided everything they told me to, you know, don't eat crisps, don't eat anything that might scratch oh. it, don't eat anything that might damage it. So I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Anyway, I was sat with the kids one day, I was sat at home, just having some dinner, and Josie looks at me and Guy looks at me, and I'm what? And my nose is running. Oh. So because my nose is running, there's a hole. There's a hole. Oh. So I said to Guy, have a look, what can you can see? And he said, yes, you've got it's, a hole. Yeah. So I go back in to see Bill. So I ring them up. And they've always been great. I could literally ring them up and go, can I come in? Can Because I? I was quite rare. They hadn't seen many of me. Um, okay. I, I saw lots of student nurses and lots of, of uh, student orthodontists and because, of course, they'd come and have a little look. Yeah. So I, I was I was quite rare. And... Um, I went in and, and saw Bill and I said, oh, you know, this, this is happening. It's leaking. I said, I've done everything. You know, I haven't eaten anything rough. I haven't eaten anything hot. I've been having my drinks through a straw. And he looked at me 
And he went, you've been using a straw. Straw. And I went, yeah. And he went, did we not tell you not to use a straw? I went, no, I don't I don't recall you not don't telling recall. me. He said, every time you use a straw, you're creating a vacuum because you're... Oh, <laughs> of course. And because I'd been sucking up with the, stru- the straw, I disturbed it. Oh. So I was gutted. I was gutted. I was crossing myself. I was yeah. I was upset. And he just he said to me, he said, look, he said, I didn't tell you it might not work. Don't worry about it. He said, because it might have happened anyway. He said, if it's not True. if it's not knitted like that and that's what's done it, you could have been a lot worse. So he right. said, look, just let's just not worry about this. So back to plate number three. But obviously my hole okay. was smaller. Yeah. So, okay. so part of it had worked, so the hole was smaller. And it's now it's a bit like um the, the obturator bung, if you like, is like mm. the um the tail of a mushroom, you know, this mushroom stalk. Yeah. Kind of that squat. I, like I, suppose, that. Yeah, I suppose it really depends on the size of your mushroom. That's not really <laughs> a good analogy. But you know Amazing. what I mean? Yeah. You know, you know, like mushrooms sweets, those little like yeah, foamy yeah. sweets. It's it's about that size. Or I could say nipple size. It's also about that sort of size. It depends on the size of your nipples. Permanently uh, <laughs> walking around with a nipple in my mouth. That's wrong. Um, yeah, so it's so it's like that, and and that was um, obturator number three, right? And when when I went for the fitting of this one, and and Rob won't mind me sharing this, so I hadn't like I said, I hadn't seen, hadn't seen it, hadn't seen my mouth. I felt whenever I knew it was there, I didn't need to look at it mm. to know I'd had it when I right. when I looked at it. It threw up horrendous memories for me. Right. It, it, it put me um, in a really dark place mentally. Mm-hmm. So I didn't didn't need to look at it. No. Okay. And I, I used to have to, you know, get getting ready for the fitting and stuff and, and I'd have pictures taken. Like you could. So, you know, so they could see what the teeth were like and I was gonna things. ask if they had photos. Yeah, so I've I've had lots I, of photos. So have I, and I've never looked at them because every time I'd go in there, I'd go to medical photography mm-hmm. and they'd take all different angles, they'd zoom yep. right in. Yep. Um, one day I might look, but... I inadvertently I looked because... Oh, okay. Rob, we were, we were there, so obviously he takes all the pictures then because he goes away and makes it, so he's, he's taking the pictures and so he knows what he's building and like with all good digital cameras when we take a picture now we go look there you go and we turn the camera around and he goes oh it's a really good one look at it and he just turned it around my instant reaction was to look because that's what you do yeah and I'd never seen it until that point and how was it and he looked at me and I looked at him and I burst into tears Oh. and he was like oh my god oh my god because he knew he he knew that I hadn't seen it and didn't want to see it he knew I, for you know but it was just this automatic instant reaction of just looking and he was like oh my god I didn't and, and I was like look do you know what? no it's fine I can't any I've never looked since I'll be honest <clears> even <throat> now when I take it out when I clean it I don't don't feel the need to look um, no I don't and I don't um yeah, and that's been the, that was the one and only time, and that was purely, purely by chance. Just having a look, oh, and he and he was like, oh, sorry, healing really well, you know, like oh, it's, yeah, it's doing, look, there you go, spin it round, <laughs> fuck. So yeah, um, show me that. Yeah, I was like, oh, but it was, you know, I think, um, yeah, my skin graft was quite, it was interesting. So they had to put a few layers down. And I never knew this, but if the inside of your upper eyelid is um, material called tarsus, so there's a late, so they must have taken a big chunk of that out to put down first for structural stability. Otherwise, my eyelid would droop downwards. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then a big piece from behind my ear. And like I said, I've never looked at the photographs, but I know that when they measured it, it was quite wide. It was about two and a half centimeters across. And it was full thickness, so my eyeball was just there. Yeah. Um, and I know, I remember, I remember lying there, and the nurse was measuring it. I was like, and I started crying. It was like, 
Like that's a massive piece of my face missing. Yeah. But then now I can look back six, seven years later and go, it's amazing what they've done, considering yeah. how big the hole was in my face. Yeah. And if I don't have eyelashes, who cares? You can buy them, um, Well, on the bottom, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, they do. Yeah, they yeah. do all sorts of stuff, don't they? It's fine. Yeah. I don't mind anymore. It's just it is what it is. I mean, someday if I'm tired or I get hay fever, it's a bit red and itchy. But yeah, considering how big the hole was, it's pretty amazing. So I don't know. I'm just glad it's all over. And I think at one point I'd been back time and time again because, like I said, they did more surgery to try and thin down the graft for me. And then it just got to a point. I was like, it's enough now. I don't yeah. want anything else done. Stop digging around in my face. I'm happy. Yeah. It is what it is. So, well, that yeah, yeah that's. I mean, that I they kind of said to me, did you know? And friends and family said, oh, would you would you have you know would you try for the reconstruction? Over? No, you half the time you don't even know I wear a plate. People I speak to and I meet them, I have really good um, language with it. Some people you might get a lisp or you might get. Yeah, um, I can only really chew on one side when I eat, um, and sometimes if I'm talking, I'm a bit. Lopsided <laughs> on occasion, um, but I, no, don't, I don't, yeah, stop with no. that now. Don't need yeah, it now. This is fine. I'm, this works. You know, I'm laughing because what we've just talked about was exactly what we said that night we first met. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were going into that much detail about. Yeah, yeah. But it is. It's it's strange, isn't it? Because neither of us, like, say, to have these, you know, these weird, weird cancers you know with cancer freak friend um yeah you know that it, it is it, it's difficult because you come across people in life so you know as you know my, I lost my mum to bowel cancer that's mm. very common now very common sadly but it's very common you know lots of people get it I've got a dear friend that's had breast cancer you know we we meet these people uh, and mm. then when it's just something off the bat you kind yeah. of, you know, and ours, thankfully, were treatable in a way that we didn't need chemo. We didn't need radiotherapy. You know, that that's a really good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I, I've, I've got a friend who, who kind of came after me uh, at the hospital who had something similar. Mm. But she was in a lot of a worse position than yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I met with her and her husband, Guy and I did on a couple of occasions to talk to them about what it was because again the hospital they hadn't they hadn't had that many um patients Cancers, with it. Said, oh, yeah. Would you, yeah, would you would you talk to her? Hmm. I was like, Yeah, yeah, sure. And and she you bless her, she went really through the ringer with it. It was it yeah. was worse. Um but but you, you just you don't come across it and you know there aren't um I don't know if you found, but we had what we had. And short of the standards cancer support groups, there kind of isn't much. Really. No, I mean, I'd probably agree because, again, a BCC is not life-threatening. It was just, it happened to be on my face. And yeah. it was more of a case of, you know, my... But it is that uh, mental, that mental element. Yeah, and I guess it did affect my yeah. body image for a while and I felt self-conscious about it and... You know, I didn't like, I kept thinking people are, look, are staring at me um, yeah. when yeah. they actually weren't. And I think it looked worse than it actually did. Yeah. Um, but no, I didn't know anyone else that had had a skin cancer taken off their face. And so, I, and again, I wasn't aware of any support groups or just, again, was it just time? Just, I don't know. Uh, and yeah, and this is it, isn't it? it? Yeah, and, and you have to, you know, I wasn't, I, I touched on this with Stephanie the other week and I said to you as well, obviously having my mum had cancer as well. So, yeah. that, you know, the 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 whole uh, ringing in your your, your alarm bells that, that, oh my God, you know, yeah. the, the, this is, we're quite clearly a, um, a, a genetic pool that might get these things. Um, yeah. You know, that, that mentally as well, that is, <clears throat> that takes you to a, a, another level because I knew uh, I knew I was going to be okay you know yeah. like, like you you know yes we get operated on and, and I if I go out to eat I can't 
I choose carefully what I eat because I can't chew it. So not that I have to have a soft mush diet, but you you know, I <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm not always going yeah. for steak when I'm out with you. No, you know, I, no. I have to look at and think very much about what I'm eating. So I need to be able to yeah and you know and all those things and have I got tissues close to hand and if yep. I'm drinking something you know where is it have I got my tissues have I got them on board are they there <laughs> where are they um and that can send me into a bit of a panic well you with know, me it's this constant um I mean obviously I'm from Australia yes but I'm not tanned I don't get a tan I sunburn no. And Thunder for any, any of my friends listening to the beautiful yeah. Catherine, she's the most gorgeous redhead ever. So, yeah. And I'm pale and I'm pasty <laughs> and I'm yeah. freckly and, yeah. you know, I don't go and hang out at the beach. I never, I'm sad. I never have done. And even now. And now you live in, in London. UK, yeah, you live in live London, in London. Where, where it's smog. And <laughs> I know. It's pollution. But every day I still put sun cream on. Every day it's, you know, factor 30 and then I got um, vitamin D deficiency a few years ago because I wasn't getting any sun. So, <laughs> I mean, I can't win. No, that um, rock in a hard place. I know, but for me, you it's you and your tissues and your food choices. Me, it's sunglasses, it's, yeah. sunscreen, <laughs> yeah. and choosing the time of the day when I go outside, even living in London, because I'm, yeah. I'm really, really paranoid about getting something else. Well, we've, we've, you know, we've had lots of lunches and dinners together, haven't we? And we've met up. That's what we do. Um, yeah, I, I come down and we we go out and um, and we've, we've had some very long lunches. Long, long lunches. lunches. But we do, like you say, we eat those lunches inside. Yeah. That's what we do. I don't think we've ever eaten alfresco. If we did, I would need to make sure we're under a big umbrella. Yeah. yeah. And unstayed. I mean, I guess maybe I'll look amazing when I'm 60 and I'll have, like, flawless skin and no wrinkles. I don't know. I'm probably doing myself a favour. I don't think yeah. we look our age, do we? We don't. Not at all. I don't think. Because we are the same age as well. Mm, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Heading towards yeah. the big. Yeah. I don't, yeah. For, I'm 47 next month. Well, in fact, I'm 47 now, yeah. Exactly a month today. Yeah. Well, I so, turned 47 at the end of last year and you're just yeah. catching up with me. So, yeah. 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 Don't so think we look seven. No, we don't. No, we don't. We're beautiful. We're beautiful. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, it's the this series of podcasts that I'm doing. And when I, I said to you about it, I knew what you were like. And you were like, yeah, I'm all up for that. Yeah, do that. <laughs> um because you're as bonkers as I am, but I wanted to make sure very How much. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, what? Very That's dare the you. only reason you're my friend. You're as mad as I am. You know right. that. Think. <laughs> yeah, you think. But I'm, I, I'll just the, say the one conversations. Thing. Go on. I'll just on. say one thing. I know we bonded over weird ailments over dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And but I honestly felt like I had known you before. It's really weird. Yeah. And we chat, 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 chat. And then I don't I don't see you all the time. We have these massively long lunches. Yeah. But just get on so well. And you're like someone I've known forever. Yeah. And I, I mean, mean we do go by and I could see you, but I could We talk about family, time. don't we? We talk about family, we talk about yeah. family back home. Yeah. Um, you 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 know, mum and dad and how they're getting on and and Simon and work how work and is and exactly as if we have never not been in touch. Yeah. You know, really what part of my conversation I had with with Stephanie on the, the first episodes um is about you know friendships and and mm. what makes a friendship and and the fact that you know when you do get to our age because she's November as well so her birthday's November okay. as well so she, so all around about the same time and we said you're not you're not I wasn't looking for a new friend and I think we've had this conversation haven't we that we weren't looking yeah. for new friends um no. it's not you know we we've got nice little networks of friends and that's all good but actually, we, you and I, it was just a very different level straight away. Mm. Straight away. It, it was that ease. It was that chat. We did just happen to have this in common, which is great. Um, but, you know, it, it, but the rest of it was just so easy. Yeah. And, actually, and I think it would have been easy regardless. Like it wasn't. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like spoke about your mouth and my eye no, for three no. hours. 
in fairness we don't check up on that anymore either <laughs> it's only Old purely news. for the tape <laughs> exactly <laughs> but I think but that's the great thing isn't it that actually we don't you know we we, we are also of the same opinion on, on unconditional friendships so we yep. don't we don't there's no there's no baggage to to what we do no we don't get upset um if we're we're doing things with friends because you know that's what people do in life and we're both old enough and you know beautiful enough to know that that's allowed yeah. you know that yeah. that's fine um, exactly yeah. and i i think it's um you know the, the the running thread i have is is all with friends of mine uh, uh yeah and, and it's all with people i've known and and what makes the friendships that i have with all of those people and i think it's just uh, for me it enriches my life having mm. you in it yeah um you know it, it's what I love is my friends know who you are. Oh, you know, my friends know who you are. So, like, I, I was having when I was chatting to Steph the other day and I was talking, she went, That's Catherine, isn't it? You can have a chat with Catherine. So, she knew, oh, you know, who you were, you know, and and just, you know, I, I've met your husband once, you've met my yeah. husband once. That's I know. It. <laughs> That's it. You've, you've done that, you've met them now, move on. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that, but we know who they are. And, yeah. and more importantly, they know, you know, like Guy knows I'm coming down and I'm seeing you. And, you know, equally, Simon, if we're going and hanging out and having lunch, they know that that's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. that's not a problem. Um, no, and I think that's 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 fab. And it's, you do make <clears throat> me laugh, which is great. <laughs> I'm glad, <laughs> well. I'm glad you know. I made you laugh. Yeah. I well, just remembered, actually, I'm just thinking back to, my mum and dad know of you because you gave me your amazing T-shirts that went yeah. all the way to Perth yeah. on the back yeah. of the Harley ride. Back of your dad's bike, yeah. Back of dad's bike. Yeah, and, well-travelled um, live and let live. I know. And that amazing coffee mug you sent me with a with a bird on it. Was it the bird? Is it, it's got a galah. Has it got a galah or a cuckoo? I've got a galah one. Yours was kangaroo. Kangaroo, that's it. You sent me the kangaroo. So I've got a matching set That's just now. like you're Australian and shit. Australian. Australia. You're from Australia. Yeah. G'day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it, I mean, it's – I love the fact that that we we spend time together and we talk and, and I think also, ironically, in our time, we have great trust in each other as well. Yeah, I would agree. And that's, that's fundamental. And there's no um, – no judgment. Mm-mm. You could tell me anything and vice versa, and I yeah. would go, okay, and yeah. not fall off my chair and go, how dare you? What? Yeah. No. <laughs> um, yeah. And and we don't, I think that's the other thing as well. We don't, um, I think what's nice as well is, is, is knowing of each other's lives is good. Yeah. But then we don't, like you say, with, the, with not judging, we don't offer too much advice and guidance either we just no. listen yeah yeah it's like a, a sort of a counseling session yeah officially I, I i said i described as deaf i said it's, it's an amazing release valve yeah yeah because i can get together with kath and i can talk about all sorts of things that isn't uh, and because there is absolutely no connection with anything else yeah it's perfect yeah and i trust you wholeheartedly with that as well yeah. and like you say that's where we get to tell each other stuff yeah and just go oh, oh. And come away slightly drunk but feeling amazing <laughs> well, we've had some amazing cocktails and wine over the years haven't we oh we have we have and i got i got a question on the chase lot right last night do you know what it was oh, something of, oh i don't know the question Ooh. was what vermouth is in a Negroni. Is it right. a sweet, a dry, or a, a Rosso? Yeah. And I went, it's a sweet, which it is. <laughs> and Guy went, how do you know? And 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 Bradley Walsh is going, oh, I don't even know what a Negroni is. I'm like, I <laughs> do. <laughs> Love a good Negroni. Well, I might have one tonight, actually. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And, and we, you know... I had not tried them before until I met no. you. And what the other thing, other thing I love, and I thank you so much for enriching my life with. So I like to to go out to eat. We like to to go out and try new things. 
How many amazing tucked away restaurants are there in London? Well, there's still more to find. Uh, and I really hope, I mean, we've been very lucky. We may have talked about one C word. We're not talking about the other no. C word that's, you know. No. But I can't wait for things to be able, for you and I to carry on doing that. I know. Um, and going out it, and eating. We managed to squeeze one in, didn't we, in October? Yeah, really quickly. In between. Really. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no, hang on. Oh, my you God. You got the day wrong, though. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So I'd gone down to see you. Uh, we'd made plans. I'd even, I'd even told you the day because I was really busy yeah. on, on the Monday. I said, we won't do it on the Monday. I'm really, really busy. I'll come down on the Tuesday. Yeah, great, fab. So on the Monday, I was book having some in. worktops. Yeah, book it in. Monday, I was having some worktops fitted. The guys were here, and I was like, come on. Go, go, <laughs> my train, come on, come on. And I needed to leave for my train at 4 o'clock, and they left at kind of 5 to 4. And, and Guy and I were like ships that passed in the night. He arrived, and I was like, I've got to go for my train, I've got to go for my train, I'm late going to London, meeting Catherine. <clears throat> oh. I get to the train station. Um, and it's and it's it's COVID time, so the train is empty. I've got my mask on. I'm all down there. Uh, we were in London, so we could um, we could only uh, eat together outside. Um, yeah. yeah. But they got heaters up and brollies up and whatnot, hadn't they? So yeah. I get to the restaurant and I get and I get there and um, <laughs> I message you. I'm going, not I'm, there. You're not there. I message you going. I'm, I'm here, chick and. I'm not, I'm not hearing anything, but I know you're having to travel across London from work. So I'm thinking maybe she's in the underground and that, that happens. And that that's usual between us. We do, you know, sometimes not there. And, yeah. and, the, and then about <laughs> half an hour passes and I'm getting really cold at this point. And I'm going, are you, are you okay? <laughs> and you went, yeah, we're not meeting till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just, <gasps> and God love you. And well, this, I, it's, this is friendship because rather than you going, yeah, no, I'll see you tomorrow, you went, <laughs> well, yeah. hang on, stay there, I'm on my way. You had come a bit of a journey to get to me. I couldn't tell you to come back again the next day. But um, I started second-guessing myself thinking, have I got the day wrong? What's no. going on? I then checked my messages and royally realised I had, and it was the whole reason of having the worktop fitted and not rushing. But yeah, there I completely. was like an absolute twat rushing around. So, oh, yeah, uh, but well, that, but that's it, isn't it? And that was the last time we were able to properly get together. I know. Um, well, let's you know. hope that I don't know. I hope this year just at some point calms down a bit and yeah, yeah, get and back to a bit you know, of normal. We can and and just get out and enjoy. But I mean, it hasn't stopped us being in touch. It hasn't stopped no. us talking. We don't just like say we don't just rely on those times to catch up with each other. We do that no. anyway. Um, and that's that's a really cool thing. It is very really cool. Thing. So um, how many podcasts are you planning on doing then? So I think there's going to be about four or five in the first <laughs> the first series. Mark at me. <laughs> um, certainly four or five. Yeah. Um, I've got um, I've got a couple of other friends that I'm talking um, grief with. Yeah. Um, so I lost mum. Sarah lost James, Jude yeah. lost um, Rachel, so a son and sister. So we've right. got a full kind of circle of yeah uh, of grief process, and they're two of my walking girlfriends. Oh yes, and rugby mums. So again, we have those friendships. Um, okay, uh, and then Harry, who's doing the editing for me, bless him. Hello, Harry, because he'll listen to this. Hello, Harry. <laughs> Sounds like I talked to Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> Harry had um, a brain tumour. Oh, okay. He was at school with Josephine, so I've known Harry since he was 11. Yeah. Um, and was very poorly. And we're going to talk about that and going to talk about the effect on family. Mm, because, okay. again, you know, when when we're being treated, we know we're all right. We know we're okay. We've been looked yeah. after. We're the ones getting yeah. the treatment. They're the ones sitting at home worrying. Worry. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, so we're going to have a conversation about that. So fantastic, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Well, I don't know when. I'm just hoping by summer we can catch up 
under mm. the shade, of course, or inside. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, plan some more fun together, yeah. definitely. Well, I think there's, yeah, there's lots, there's lots of fun to have, lots of fun to, to have. Definitely. This, this is a whole new challenge for me because, um, hang on. What's prompted you to do it? Um, I needed... I need a bit of kind of therapy in a strange mm-hmm. way without it being yeah. therapy, you know. Right. Um, I miss – so the, the, the podcast title is Missing the Conversation. Yes. And that is what I miss. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't see people enough. No, um, no. You know, people would pop in the pub and I would see them and, and that's – you know, I would have chats with them and they would tell me about how their day – and how they their day was going and how their day may or may not be brilliant. Mm. Um, so, you know, for me, it is about missing the conversation. And I, I just needed to, to, to do something. And my friend Sarah kept saying to me, you should really do a podcast, mate. You should really do a podcast. I mean, they're very fashionable at the moment. Everybody's doing them. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> um, and I've got, I've got no idea. Um, so I, I branched into to a couple of things around a couple of friends helped me out with ideas and I'd say Harry's going to help me with the editing which is lovely um, but I know I can talk so I know I can talk <laughs> I know I can have a, a, a thread yeah yeah you know? um, and if it my view is if what we have just talked about for the last hour somebody listens to and either it makes them feel better about their day, mm-hmm. makes them seek some help that they might have needed and not thought yep. they needed. Yep. Then that's all good with me. A win-win. You know? Yeah. That's it. If somebody wants to listen to my name rambling for an hour, fab. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I think that's the key thing because that's what they would do if they came in the pub. Yeah, they that's the pub great. And I had a chat with them. And, and I'm not just my pub. It could be any bar you go yeah. into, any bar you go into, any place you walk into, you you tend to talk to the barman or you tend to talk, especially if you're on your own, if you're meeting friends later, you might have that conversation if it is mm. your local pub. And, and it might mean a difference between you going home, you know, stopping for that drink on the way home from work and, and just having five minutes out and going, actually, I'm okay now. Yeah. Face the next bit. Yeah, I mean, human contact is important, isn't it? Yeah. I think not to mention the c word, and I'm not. I won't. But the last last year has been really strange because obviously you mentioned the NHS. So yes, I've been working and I do see people and I do have chats and I'm not, you know, not isolated, so to speak. But then in between, then I'd also have Zoom chats with friends and. People yeah. were being quite creative and then some days I'd get home from work and I don't want to talk to anyone mm-hmm. and I just needed quiet and just to be on my own. Yeah. It was funny because your emotions kind of go all over the place sometimes. So, yeah. yeah, it's been weird, weird eight or nine months, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. But definitely. Um, I'm glad yeah. that you can do video calls with people as well. It's nice to see someone's face. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, yeah, this is it. I think it makes um, it makes a difference when you can just spend that time and going, yeah, look, this is you know, this is this is how it is. This is what I'm doing. Look, you know, um, and I think as well, you can spend a bit of time and you can look at that. But it's all very well having a conversation on the phone, isn't it? It's all very well, talking. yeah. But sometimes a visual, you'd go, hang on a minute, you, yeah. You know, Looking t- more tired there than you were tired. Of. Is that even word? Uh, <laughs> more knackered than you you should be. Yeah. yeah. What's going on? You know, um, yeah. and you can't hide from it so much, can you? Mm, that's I true. That's I think that's a good thing because I think there's there's that's the the other side of it. It's been an element of people hiding. Yeah. You know, I would um, agree. Uh, well, I um. You know me, it means a lot more to me to pick up the phone and make sure I'm okay than asking me over social media if I'm okay. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's, Say no yeah. more. Yeah, makes a difference. 
does. Well, I'm going to definitely start looking at our next exciting places to go out. Good. I'll do some research. What we ought um, to do is I ought to um, I, I ought to get a list together that when I put the podcast up, I can go, when you're next in London, try these restaurants and at the end they can just <laughs> list everywhere we've been, which I'll yeah. probably actually, if I go back on our chat, because yeah, you'll have be our, all our other directions. Yeah. Some were... We've had wine bars, we've had mm-hmm. cocktail bars, we've had restaurants. Yep. Yeah. We've had oh yeah, some lovely, lovely yep. bars we've been to. Um champagne bars. Champagne bars. Oh, I've yep. got some lovely pictures from that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good times, good times. Yeah. And they will come back, babe. They will come back. They will do they again. will do. Absolutely. We'll do again. Right, my darling. Well, thank you very much for being my guest today. Thank you for my Malbec and for keeping it topped up. Well, you know, never a dry mouth in this house. <laughs> and uh, Lovely I'll, to chat to you. I can't wait to share one properly. Me too, me too. Thank you so much for the chat. You're very I'll welcome. Take you care. Soon. Take care. See you later. Thank Bye. If you've been affected by anything we've talked about in today's podcast, then there are several places you can go for some support. Mind and the Samaritans are a great place to start for mental health. And if you're looking for advice with regards any kind of cancer support, then obviously Cancer Research UK or Macmillan will be there to answer any questions you have. Just remember, people, keep talking. Let's not miss the conversation. <laughs>